something can happen, right? And I never let myself get too dark. I never let myself go down the rabbit hole. hole. Um, but I also didn't push it out. I didn't like anytime that thought would come into my head, just be like, no, 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 don't think, don't think, don't think. I just like brought it in, acknowledged it, and then like let it go. Be you too full. Welcome to the Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Leonardo. Join me as we explore presence and self-care and how it leads to an empowered life. <laughs> We're like super official with our microphones and shit. <laughs> I know, it's not like just our normal FaceTime or our phone conversations on Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I love the fact that we have matching tops-ish and hair. <laughs> Always, always. (laughs) The story of our lives. Um, So I'm super excited to introduce the world to one of my best, best friends, uh, Priscilla Perez. We've known each other since we were 19, 19, 20, around there. I don't know what age I got into college, but sometime in college. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's been so beautiful um, for the rest of the world that doesn't know us. And to the people who went to college with us, I'm excited for you guys to hear what we're going to share. And for those that don't know us, we actually got a lot closer after college, which was interesting. And And we were roommates for one year. Was it one year? What two years? Like one year after, I think. There's a lot of drinking during that time. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was one or one semester. We were roommates, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's been really cool to see how though physically we've been apart for so many years, how just emotionally we've gotten so much more closer. And I feel like even like our paths in lives in life has brought us a lot closer. So just share with the world's um, a little bit about yourself and some of the work that you're doing. For sure. So yeah, it is crazy to think that, that we've known each other for probably like 10 years now. Well, a little more than 10, right? Yeah. We graduated and whatever, we don't need to say that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't even think of that, that it's like, cause because of, it's so easy to connect now and we talk all the time on the phone. We're yeah. always timing. Like I, it wasn't until you just said it right now that it hit me. Like we, most of our friendship, actually like 95% of our friendship has been not physically, we haven't even lived in the same, like, like, it was just crazy. That's so crazy to know. We're like always in contact with each other, but anywho, I can go on that path for a long time. But, um, so hi, thanks for bringing me on. Good thing, love. <laughs> this is so cool. I'm not like, I just like love listening to your podcast. So it's so cool to actually be on and have just one of our normal conversations. But um, yeah, I mean, we've all come a long way since college. And I don't know if I sat during that time, if I saw myself where I'm at here 10 years later. Um, but currently I'm a group fitness instructor um, I live in Scottsdale, Arizona, so from New York to LA, which I was the first one to leave the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, and then you led you led the charge for all oh, of us. <laughs> oh yeah, I was out, um, and then met my now fiance out there. So he moved out here for work, which is what brought me to Arizona, um, and I'm here now, 39 weeks pregnant, um, <laughs> still teaching classes. Um, the fitness world is my world. 
um, movement has always been so important to me. And um, I feel like it is your body is the vehicle to life. And I've just kind of started in this world of movement since as I was a kid. And it kind of just like progressed in different phases and different seasons of my life. And I'm here. I teach X amount of classes. Um, I also manage a the spin studio that I teach at. Um, do wear very different hats um, for them, but that's like kind of like my full time, and then also full time like instructor. But um, yeah, is <laughs> and movement and all of that, all things pregnancy is just where I'm at right now in my journey. <laughs> and I think what you said that I really resonate with is that you didn't expect to see yourself here like 10 years later. And what's one of the things that I admire so much about you and that I have admired for, I feel like since I've known you is that you are yourself, you know, when I think of like, be you, that's you, boo. Like you are so yourself and just following what feels right. Like in so many ways, you know, like being the first to move to Cali, like out of all the girls, and even like j- just top of mind, like with you planning your baby shower the way you did, you know, like, like that shit, like who would have known where we are today? And just you were like, this feels right and I'm going to do it. And everyone else is like, are you sure? But does that, no one ever does that. And that's just a small example of who you are in life. You do the things that feel right for you and not necessarily What's the norm for everyone else? I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate that. That's like, <laughs> that is a really huge compliment. And, um, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know about my upbringing that was, but yeah, if it, if it doesn't feel right, I just like don't go with it. And that just kind of, I don't, I wouldn't say that was my motto. Like, I don't think I've realized it till having so many conversations recently but um yeah it is like I don't do things I don't feel right and not to say that I haven't felt stuck and not to say that I haven't been in positions that are just like coasting you know like or settling or what like I 100% of sat in that um but like in terms of directions and next steps and ready like you know I've never did a job I never wanted to do like you know (laughs) like that's I didn't do the whole like let's go out and like, you know, and I thought I would, I would have been like that because especially where we grew up in New York and like, you know, you go to the city, you get a corporate job and, you know, just do you keep, keep climbing that. And that was definitely in my head, but you know, it didn't take long for me to be like, I'm not wearing real clothes. I don't wear real clothes. That's uncomfortable. Like, I was a kid. like my mom would try to put me in stockings. I would not, I refuse to wear stockings. I've been wearing sweats since I was two. Like, this, <laughs> um, California called me and, and I answered and I went and friends, you know, I'm like very particular in the people I exert my energy to, but you know, it's not, it's not hundred percent, but I feel like, yes, the majority of my life, it, it is very much like I do what feels right. Um, and to go back to the baby shower, that is such a funny thing because I was so adamant. I'm like, I am not having a baby shower close to my due date. Yeah. And this morning I was, um, I was talking to, um, I did like a little like maternity shoot thing. And the photographer told me that she had her baby shower due five weeks before her due date. And her baby came the day before I was like, see, see, 
that's why. That's why I didn't want to like, I wanted to have my little buff. I wanted to be comfortable. I wanted to like, I didn't want that, you know, I can't set my room till I get all my stuff in baby shower. I was like, let's do this early. And especially the nut job that I'm with. Like if it was up to him, everything would be set in stone. Like when I was 13 weeks, like there's no way I could have done well with that. But for me, it was just like time. Like it doesn't, it, it just didn't make sense to me where it's like you push your baby shower so far out, right? And then at that point, you don't want to be stressed about what to get. And who has X amount of dollars to buy all these things within the last month or two? Like that time is like so, so vital. And I'm just like, I wanted to chill. And I'm so happy we did it the way we did because it took us time to like buy things. It took us time to like figure out what else we needed, um, and not the baby showers are all about gifts, but you do get so much from your registry that it's like, I can't wait last minute to like, then go through all this stuff. Like this is the week that I want to be chilling. Exactly. I just want to namaste and like, <laughs> drink mocktails. And, <laughs> and it's funny coming, you know, at least in Arizona, kind of coming out of quarantine here, different for you guys in California, but yeah. Um, yeah everyone I know that was supposed to have a baby shower during that time, unfortunately had to cancel it. But so anyone out there listening who is pregnant, I strongly <laughs> advise baby shower like three, four months before. And, and the thing, and my mom was very much like, are you sure? Are you sure? You know, and I know that there's still that part of things happening, God forbid, like you never know. And, um, but you cross that bridge when you get there and you also don't think about that. Why well, think about all the terrible stuff that could happen? Cause that can happen regardless. That's right. True. So like, Hey, you have a baby. You want to have a baby shower, have a baby shower. Why? Because you know, you're going to have a baby and just like go forward with that. But yeah, step into it. I have no idea how we started getting talking about that, but that baby <laughs> shower thing really, I just want to know anyone that's out there listening, like have your baby shower early. It'll make it, it'll make the last like two months over that third trimester just feels so much less like I'm not ready like that pressure that unnecessary pressure that you just don't need yeah yeah and and I feel like for some people that might sound like a side tangent but I really feel that one I want people to know that so I really wanted you to share that (laughs) too and a lot of it was you feeling you know it's it's about where am I going to be at that point okay I'm going to be uncomfortable it's going to be it's going to be warmer where where all of us live in may right it's you know okay i have this much time before my actual due date how do i want that to feel like you know what space do i want to be in and i think those are all things that sometimes the logic or the habits of well this is what everyone does so hey, i'm just going to do that right like 100% like legitimately and as we're getting older you know, more of our friends are starting to have kids and things like that. And you're the first person that I know that that's had it so far in advance. And it, and I love, and I love that, you know, that you really felt for yourself, this is what everyone's doing, but this is what feels right for me. And, and with that, I feel that is just an example, one of who you are and two of how you live your life. So recently I've had a chance to take a bunch of your classes, and it's been so much fun. The only non-pregnant girl, which I love. <laughs> so we also have like our other friends that jump in, like our, our, 
friend group is awesome and we all support each other so well but for sure then you've shown up girl. <laughs> you've shown up with your little belly <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like how is she pregnant I was like she's not don't worry don't do <laughs> She's not pregnant. She is just little. And yeah, I'm just down for the cause. Like, <laughs> hey, what's up, mama? Like, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Like, hail to the V, bitches. Like, <laughs> just so happy to be there. And and part of it really is just like your energy and your enthusiasm for teaching. And I feel like that translates for for me, you know, be, not being pregnant, but still wanting to be in your presence and still wanting to be in your classes and what I've really enjoyed with your classes is just how you redefine pregnancy you know it's it's your journey and everyone's journey is so different and really just moving away from that stigma that society helps us think of okay I'm pregnant so now I'm enabled you know like I feel like that's been my experience of most people's pregnancies and and that's like that's my outward experience of most people's pregnancies and i love that you invite women to step in wherever they're at in their stage and obviously pregnancy is so different for everyone's bodies just like yoga is so different for everyone's bodies but what i what i enjoy is that you meet people where they're at you give them options and and it's all the energy too that you give them to keep going and even for me that obviously i'm not pregnant but i'm like I got to keep up, you know, like I need to keep going. And like, I want to show up whether it's on a zoom class or whether it's on an IG that I know you can't see me, but I'm like, I'm doing this for her. Cause like, I know she's, she's into it and she's pu- pulling forward and I can do this too. So I can't even imagine how you've inspired pregnant women. No, it's, that's, it's so great to hear. And I really do appreciate that. And, you know, as, as coaches and instructors, like, you know, it's, it's, always great to hear that because it just reminds you of like your purpose and your why and like why you're doing this like okay great like my energy like touched someone like amazing and um I really felt it it would have been obviously the conversation would be really different if I wasn't wasn't a trainer right like I don't know if I wasn't a trainer like what this journey would look like if I wasn't accountable or like I didn't have classes to teach and I didn't have to show up like and I wanted to every single time. Not once have I, and not, again, not to make it, not to confuse it with like, well, I have to teach, so I guess. Like, absolutely not. Like, that's just my job. It's what I do. It's my lifestyle to move. But that definitely held me accountable to move probably more than I would have if I wasn't in a team. <laughs> um, but I have been fortunate enough, and again, keyword, I have been fortunate enough to feel good throughout my pregnancy enough to show up every single time. I have friends who've been pregnant throughout their teaching and group fitness career. And I know friends that have been bed rest at four or five months. I know, you know, just for different causes. And it's so different for everyone. And I do not take the fact that my pregnancy that I've had, um, I've been able to be active throughout my pregnancy. I don't take that for granted because I know that's not every single person. And there was in the beginning, like my second trimester like there was a month or two where I couldn't move I wasn't allowed to um work out and and when I taught classes um for the most part in like my spin classes I'll have someone ride the bike for me and I'll kind of just like move and dance around because like my energy is very much like I need to be with my people like I can't be on stage the whole time like I'm not that instructor 
because that doesn't fulfill me. Like I need to be in your face around, like I'm a hype man. I am literally like give me <laughs> that mascot outfit for any like sports team. That's me. That is how I teach my class. And, <laughs> and you know, during pregnancy, like there were times like I was working out, I felt crampy, I experienced blood at some point, like of me just kind of like using, like seeing some blood, which is again, sometimes normal, just depends, but that freaks you out during pregnancy. And I've talked to the doctor and like at times she's like, nope, don't teach, stay, keep your feet up and just kind of just chill. So for like, I went through that, you know, where I had to chill for a month. I had to like teach differently and like really like, you know, be in class and like, just use my hands more than my feet. <laughs> um, so, but it's just like different. And I think that people need to understand that what you see, if you're taking my class or taking anyone's class, like, and you're pregnant, that trainer went through and is going through a completely different journey than you are. So if that day you don't feel good, if that day you're out of breath more than normal, which is really the entire time of pregnancy, then take a step back. What are you pushing yourself for? It's so different. Like working out during pregnancy and working out prior to pregnancy is 100% not the same. Like it was like week 12. I remember being on the bike and I was like, (gasps) oh my God, I like cannot breathe. And they're like, (laughs) you're pregnant. Like your stamina is not going to be the same. And it's like, okay. So like, what I need to sweat. I like to sweat. I I was taking prenatal classes online and it was like, you know, I'm just not cutesy like that. I'm not like a one, two, let's talk like we're in kindergarten. Like that is not what you're going to find in my class. Not my, <laughs> I don't want that. Like, because I'm pregnant, I am not this like porcelain doll or this child that needs to be handled with care. Like, of course, modify, of course, like move, but like I'm still me. And if I feel good, I'm still moving. And if I don't feel good, then I'm chilling, you know? Yeah. Just listen to your body. And what does that mean? What does listen to your body mean? It's like, Hey, you have a cramp. Does this not feel good? Is this kind of weird? Don't do it because right now it's not about you anymore. And it's not about your ego and it's not about your weight. And it's not about your flat tummy that you used to have. It's about a baby growing in you, which is like insane, you know? And it's just like shifting that perspective to like, I'm doing what makes me feel good right now in the safest way possible. So like kind of the way I create my class is, you know, I do like a hit style with some arms because, you know, it, there's so much with the core that's just like really sensitive that you kind of want to stay back on, but, um, you know, still high energy and I do it to where I can and you don't have to meet me, do what feels good for you. But I think it's just important the, the comparison thing and Instagram doesn't help me either, but like, that's what everyone like comparison will kill any dream, any desire, any like feeling. It just like, it's the worst. And we all need to, whether in pregnancy or whatever, like, just like we all look different, just like all of our bellies look different. All of our kids look different. Mm-hmm. We cannot expect for our journeys to be the same. Like they're different as well. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I feel that with that, our body image is so different, right? Transitioning, especially I, I know this is something that I've thought about in regards to kids of like, oh my God, I'm going to trade my abs for like, I don't know what on the other side. And, and I know you've been super fit for so many years and, and your freaking abs are rocking. 
Okay, and, can I say something? Anyone out there right now, whether you're pregnant, not pregnant, blah, 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 let's go with like not pregnant, right? Yeah. And you haven't had a kid, just really just hold those, that stomach of yours, whether they have abs or not, just hold it and really just like take it in. Because let me tell you, I did not realize how shredded I was until I looked back at a photo of me like last year and I was like, oh, I had abs. And everyone's like, duh, Priscilla had abs. But in my head, in me, at that time, in that season of my life, I looked at that photo and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. But like, did not think I had the sickest body. Now I look, I'm like, no, my body was sick. And I, yeah. was, not, I was not grateful enough for that body. I was not like, I was not giving my body love. You know, it's like, not that I was shameful of it. Like I knew I was fit, but like seeing that picture was, was so different pregnant. I was like, damn P, damn P before like <laughs> and I like literally it's like my friend DJ and I he teaches um spin with me and we have like this joint picture that we always just keep reposting because we're obsessed with it and I'm just like <laughs> look at my abs look at my abs I didn't even think that during and now I'm like well never gonna see that again so <laughs> <laughs> so everyone be grateful for where you are and you know obviously the pregnancy is just a blessing in itself but yeah that's right that's right have- on. Yeah, and and I love too that you've stepped into with all your classes like belly out like all the way. Like I feel that some people would probably like hide it or just like oh you know fall into well someone doesn't want to come to a class with with the girl with the big belly or with the mm-hmm. teacher that's teaching with the big belly and or or just whatever comes up in our in our minds you know because I think of even people who aren't pregnant who don't want to be in class because of how, or be in front of the class because of how their body looks. And I love that throughout your pregnancy, you really stepped into that of this is me and this is what, what my body's experiencing and really just sharing that, that journey I feel with the rest of us. It's really interesting. Cause like, even in the beginning, I was always like, um, even when I, I announced my pregnancy, like I was teaching a lot with like baggy shirts and stuff. But again, for me, it's like very much about comfort, right? Like you'll never, anything you ever see me wear, Priscilla's comfortable. If I'm not comfortable, you'll know because I'll say it a million times and someone <laughs> something that I didn't want to. But I do love baggy shirts and like, you know, and I taught like that for a long time because none of my, I didn't own a tank top. Like the first time I purchased a tank top, was during pregnancy because I was like, okay, I need like more athletic clothes. A lot of the bras aren't fitting me. Like <laughs> the baggy shirts got to a point that it wasn't even cute. Like when my belly was small, it was like, okay. Yeah. And then it started like expanding. I'm like, okay, baggy shirts are just making me like, I'm not feeling my best. And that's <laughs> when the belly came out because clothes, I don't like feeling, you know, tight. I don't yeah. like it or anything. So Mm-hmm. The minute and and everything, my belly really popped during quarantine more than anything. So it was nice because I'd be in the comfort of my own home. I didn't really need to buy a lot of clothes, but sports bras, leggings, and belly out because <laughs> I'm not buying all these shirts that I don't even want to wear. So <laughs> uh, yeah, belly out all the time. Belly out actually right now. <laughs> just like, I have this shirt just like tucked under my boobs, sticking um, it out. But yeah, it is it is really interesting. Like. There's this other instructor, um, her name is Katie. She teaches at, um, at the Madison as well. And she was 
I think 10 weeks after me or something, but from the beginning, like she taught belly out, like just left it. And it was beautiful and great. And I remember looking at her and thinking like, man, I love that she's just like rocking the belly. And it made me realize like, no one's really like doing that. I don't know. And at that point it wasn't like, oh, I want to have my belly out. Like not at all. That was my, I was like baggy clothes. I'm like, nah, I'm just going to keep my baggy swag going. But uh, (laughs) she rocked it well. And that was the first time it made me realize that no one really does that. And it was interesting, but it was just like, huh, not that I thought too much about it. Yeah. Um, For me, it was just very natural where it was like nothing fits. So it's coming out, but yeah, I also know that not, not everyone wants to go to a class with a pregnant woman and, and see a belly and people, if you're not pregnant, like, Hey, all good. I don't need to inspire every single person. And I'm not for everyone. Like I am not going to be for everyone and that's okay. And, you know, hearing you say that you came to class because, because of my energy, like that means a lot to me, you know, because that's, you didn't come to do a prenatal strength workout. You came to work out with P, you know, which which is amazing. And I don't teach for everyone. You know, I teach for my people and I teach how I feel and, um, you know, I hope to inspire. And I know that there's a group for me out there. So, you know, but yeah, changing the game for sure. And I think (laughs) pregnant woman, just like it, it's, it's just different. We're a different, we're in a different category, but we're all still there. Yeah. Yeah. And I like too that you mentioned one time in class that's like this secret society that you've tapped into that you weren't even even know existed. And can you just share more about that? Like what that experience has been like? Yeah, I feel like mom code, I guess. I don't know what yeah, I call it the secret society of just moms that exist that I never thought of that I don't think anyone really knows until you're a mom. Because <laughs> or become pregnant. And, um, I teach C X amount of people a week and I have a lot of moms in my classes and a lot of moms that I've connected with. And the minute I announced my pregnancy, it was like on a whole other level. Like we just had more to connect about and moms always want to share. They always want to share. They always want to like, you know, be there for you. Like I haven't, you know, some unsolicited advice, of course, you'll get that. (laughs) But overall, it just comes from people just want to share their experience and tell you like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And the amount of support um, of people just reaching out and being just so excited, you know, for me, which was just, was amazing. So um, for a lot of my clients and stuff and people who take my class, like for a lot of the moms, it was like, I became so much closer with them after I announced Mm. my pregnancy. And I talked to more moms who took my class that I maybe didn't even talk to that much before. And they're just like, so in it and invested and like, how are you feeling this week? And, you know, do you know it's a boy or girl? Which by the way, we're not finding out the gender till, till baby comes out. Um, And if you need anything, let me know. Like that is the one thing I kept hearing. If you need anything, let me know. I get DMs and pictures and text messages of, I have all this stuff in the garage if you need anything. And it's just like moms (laughs) they get it, they've been through it, and they want you to have a better experience than them. And everyone just wants to pass it down, you know, to the point, maybe it's a little overwhelming. (laughs) 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 You see as many people as I do a week, but it is amazing. And it it truly is like, I've learned so much from every single conversation, like every single conversation I've had, which is a lot. um, It's, it's been great. And now after doing so many virtual classes and connecting with people 
outside of my network, like outside of Arizona, outside of my New York, California bubbles. Um, you know, people have taken my class and they've DM me and they're just like, congratulations. Like they ask me questions. I'll ask them questions and we just go back and forth. And it's just, um, it's just been, it's been great. It's been so, so awesome. And there truly is like, you'll notice it. Like the minute you're pregnant, you'll start talking to people that you never talked to before. (laughs) Like, what do you need? If you need anything, I'm here. Like being a mom, it's hard, but it's great. And it's empowering. And it's this, and, um, and I get it. And now that I'm so, so much later in my pregnancy and people that I know that are now pregnant, you know, like Uh newer, now I'm that person. Now I'm like, (laughs) tell me like, congratulations. And it's like, missing that you know and also like oh I remember that first kick and I remember my first trimester I felt like this and second trimester and you just want people to feel comfortable and you want them to know that like it's all going to be okay and it's all going to be worth it yeah there's this emotional and mental and physical struggle that you go through throughout the entire time that it's like everyone just wants to share their experience because a part of it is like comforting to to talk about and it's comforting to mentor people and to like help in any way. So, um, yeah, it is, it's been fascinating and it's been really cool because now I have more friends and I'm always <laughs> accepting applications for new friends, um, which everyone gets a green light, but, um, but yeah, it is, um, yeah, there's definitely like this like underground sisterhood that I had no idea about. Like mom's just like, you're a mom, you're a mom. Okay. We can be friends. Like that's, that's what it's, it's coming across to me in this world. That's what's up. That's so cool. Cause it's like, it's so beautiful to see women support each other. And especially in a, in a experience that's so intimate, you know? And I think one of the things that I also think about is part of that. So, so if we think of memory, like memory is associated with emotion. So the reason why we can remember the best moments in our life or the worst moments in our life, it's because there's an emotion tied to that. And so I feel that people kind of relive that emotion when you tell them about pregnancy or, or whatever it is. Cause then they remember, like they feel into, Mm -hmm. I remember that happy moment or I remember that sucky moment. And what do they say? They say the day that your child's born is the happiest day of your life. Yeah. (laughs) So, and everyone just wants to relive that moment again, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So do you feel that throughout your pregnancy, what are, what have been like maybe some of the challenges that you've experienced or whether that could be like within like your own self-talk or maybe even challenges from others, you know, like others kind of having their opinion about, about your lifestyle and how you, how you're rocking your pregnancy. Um, the most challenging thing through our pregnancy, 100% has been sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've slept since August and guys, I wasn't pregnant in August. So that's, probably <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely been a struggle. I, I mean, had struggling moments. I think going back to like when I was entering my second trimester, um, and I was going through that season where I wasn't able to work out. And then I was like, I started to fear me um, becoming bed rest, you know, because oh. um, I have, I had a friend that it happened to that I think she was like five months and she had, she was put on bed rest for the rest of her pregnancy. And I was oh, just wow. like thinking of if I can't move like, whoa, you know, 
yeah. like that, that it, it started to overwhelm me and it just like, man, this is, it's, this pregnancy thing is hard. And I wasn't even on bed rest yet. All the doctor said was like, take three days and chill, Pete. Like put your <laughs> drink water and just put your feet up and you're just doing too much. You're moving too much. And you know, that like overwhelmed me, but, um, and then you get to, you start to read stories and, and it's just, it's scary, you know, cause at any point something can happen. Right. And I never let myself get too dark. I never let myself go down the rabbit hole hole. Um, but I also didn't push it out. I didn't like any time that thought would come into my head, just be like, no, 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 don't think, don't think, don't think. I just like brought it in, acknowledged it, and then like let it go. Mm-hmm. And I think the more I started doing that, the less it started coming in where it's like, okay, I'm not going to just shun out this thought that keeps coming into my head. Let me acknowledge it. Go down that rabbit hole for like 60 seconds and then never think about it again and just yeah. like push it out. So you have that sh- mental struggle of like thinking the worst. Yeah. Um, I went through the struggle of, I still go through the struggle of sleep, um, going through the struggle of, you know, can I keep going? Like, what's life going to be like after? And I just like bring it back to like right here, you know? So I can say that I haven't had too many crazy struggles or what. And and I feel like that's just been a lot of me just taking a beat, taking a moment and just like enjoying truly every single day. Like, am I present every moment of my life? Absolutely not. But like for the majority of it, yes, I do. And when I talk to friends who are pregnant and they, you know, we get into these discussions, like I find myself saying so often, you're not even there yet though. Like you're not even, that hasn't even happened. That's so true. And I feel like we are constantly like, but what if, and then what if, and what if, and then, but what if not? Like, what if not? What if it doesn't happen? So we just exerted all this energy, all these feelings for the last three days of all of this. And we're not even there yet. So wait for the doctor to tell you that and then start to think about your options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I, yeah, I like can really truly feel good of saying it's just like I've been present throughout this pregnancy and I live my life in, in the present moment. And um, so the challenges have been pretty minimal. Um, <clears throat> is it hard to like look in the mirror and not see abs? Actually, no, I've embraced my bump. I've loved my bump. It also came really early for me. Um, I just, you know, they say like, if you're fit and you're first time mom, you really don't start showing till like your twenties. till you're in your week twenties, like, well, this bitch started growing her belly at like week 11. So, (laughs) and I was fit and I'm tall and I'm fine and I'm normal. I put myself in the average category and my belly like popped really early. So um, I embraced it really early because it was, it's cool also when you're just like, it's new and it's different. And yeah, um, so it was, it was pretty awesome. Again, everyone's experience is different. What I really loved about what you said is that you're, you're not there yet, you know? And, and that doesn't go for pregnancy. That's for anything and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's legit why I love going to your classes because I feel that what you're saying and the energy you put behind it is for is for everybody. Like it's not just only women that are pregnant. You know, it's it's I I believe it's for people who are change makers, that people who want to shift the way that they're experiencing life and and rewrite that story, whatever it is for themselves, which is dope. I think one thing too, like you know, in in, in you follow the same. 
you, you, that's, you live your life that way as well, you know? And I think that's like something that's always like bonded us together and it's also evolved, you know, it's also changed. Like whatever we thought in the beginning, where we are now and this and our thought process and how we feel about things and total West Coast vibes. We for sure became more West Coast and East Coast. Like thinking about <laughs> us in New York versus us now, like we are 100% California. Like, <laughs> and like that, you know, and, and I think for us too, First being first generation Americans coming from immigrant parents from Dominican Republic, like everyone we hung out with back home and not that you and I grew up together, but it was very Mm -hmm. similar um, where your group of friends were Dominican, my group of friends were Dominican. Like everyone we hung out with was like first generation American. That's right. Like born in the city, like parents moved here when they were in their twenties and thirties. Like we all grew up pretty similarly. Mm -hmm. So everyone that we grew up with, right. Everyone has like the same mentality. (laughs) that move us to California both of us at different times and our other friends at different times and you start to meet more people and you start to learn different things and you start to learn more about cultures outside of Dominican Americans and it right. just like you just go with what fits right and that's evolved too For um, sure. I think we're so different than our community back home um and it just like yeah your thought process changes like throughout it which makes your decisions a lot different going forward. Like for me right now, here's my plan, right? Next time we have this podcast, it could be different, but (laughs) I have been reading the hypnobirthing course study manual, right? And like, I plan to do an unmedicated birth and, um, you know, not get induced and just like naturally just like let the process happen the way it's supposed to, right? We're women who, you know, it's in your DNA to grow a baby and it's in your DNA to birth a baby. So all these interventions are, are they necessary? Like sometimes they are, right? Mm-hmm. But I want my body to do what it's naturally made to do. And that's exactly. to birth a baby. Ask me if that's what I, what my answer would have been two years ago. Yeah. Ask me that question this past summer before I was pregnant and <laughs> the, it would have been completely different. Yeah. Like, I think even, I remember when you came into town and you asked me if I was going to be a doula and I was like, what the fuck is a doula? (laughs) You know, it's just so different. Like one, I wasn't talking about pregnancy. If everyone came out like, Hey, would you have a girl? Sure. I guess I would. Why did I think that? Because that is exactly what that's tradition now. That's tradition nowadays. Why is that tradition? Because we had this fear surrounding birth. We had this fear around pregnancy. I have said multiple times, I wish the baby can kind of just get shipped to me and I like don't have to go through the whole pregnancy thing. <laughs> Why did I say that? Because every movie I've ever watched makes pregnancy seem fucking terrible. Every story I've ever heard is just, we, all you hear are bad stories around pregnancy. It always ends with, oh, I would have done it again. It's the best thing ever. But you yeah. hear these trauma stories. So what we know in our culture, how it is now in the modern day, it's just like, there's nothing really pleasant around pregnancy. Yeah. So, again, putting the putting the the gift, the result to the side. Like obviously that's like everyone's like it's worth it, it's worth it, it's worth it. Exactly. But anytime you get into a conversation, oh, this is my story. Oh, this is my story. Like it just keeps surrounding this, right? So I went into pregnancy the same thing. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna do a hospital and and no, I'm not a doula. And I still feel the same in terms of like, I really do just want Mitch and I in a room and just having someone else there, like just isn't my jam right now, but 
I see the importance of it and mm-hmm. I respect it and I know more about it to like, like I've, I've asked friends, I'm like, no, you actually should get a doula. Like you actually <laughs> need a doula. You need, you need someone to give you some like breath techniques, but I feel I'm, I'm pretty self-aware. Tell me the tools and I'll do it. Um, and I really just want Mitch and I to be there and, and not that a doula would take away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, just to limit the chaos in the room or what, or I guess the amount of people. But um, I learned more about it and I started just thinking more and the question came up more of like, what do I want my birth to look like? And I started questioning why we're meant for this, right? Like, why not try to go natural? And why even think about it going automatically up the door? Like you just, and I can't tell you every single conversation I've ever had, it's like, if I even mention that, or if they ask, and they're like, "Oh my God, bless you, bless you," yeah. and again, I, I, and I haven't, and not to take away from the fact that this isn't going to be painful or what, and who knows? Like, I'm also going in there super open, and if it comes to a point where I just like, I don't, I also don't want to suffer. I don't want to suffer throughout my 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 birthing. So if exactly. the epidural is going to help, like, I'm not opposed to it. That's just not my initial plan, and I also feel like we jump too much to Plan B where we haven't even like figured out. What are our strengths? What are we here for? Um, what are we meant to do? And let's just try that first because it's, it's we're women. And yeah. Women are like we are here to procreate. So if you're telling me an elephant can just kind of do a squat and pop, pop a baby out or, you know, all these mammals can do it, like we can too. Um, and we are fortunate enough to be advanced and have all of these interventions in case of emergency. Exactly. Why are you jumping to emergency if you're not even there yet? And it goes back to that. Like, I'm not even there yet. So I'm not planning to get induced. I'm not planning to get an epidural because I haven't gotten to the point of pain. So if I start my brain with thinking fear and pain and this, like my body's responding to that. So why do contractions hurt times a hundred? Because you're that adrenaline and that fear that's going into your uterus and cervix, all of a sudden you're tightening up. So you're working against what's naturally given to you. Exactly. And me like going into this whole hypnobirthing. I mean, I think, I really do think hypnobirthing should also change its name. Okay. Cause I'm going to say I was not about it in the beginning. <laughs> it didn't really draw me in. So from a marketing perspective, let's change that one. Um, but I automatically like wrote it off. And then I just, again, got asked more questions, started thinking more and thinking about how I felt about it. And I never realized like me having this conversation right now blows my mind away because I never thought that's what my process would have, my thought process would have been. Ever, yeah. ever, 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 ever. <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of it. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's the first time a lot of people are hearing it from me. And just like, I didn't know, but the questions weren't asked. I wasn't put in the, in the situation. But when it started getting closer and then I started feeling, go, my feelings were going one way more than the other. And it didn't feel right for me to just like go this way and answer this way. And I just like, started doing more research and started getting more into it. And I'm just like feeling empowered and educating yourself and not just going with the norm just because, because it wasn't feeling right for me. Um, exactly. So yeah. And again, went down on a tangent and don't know even how we started there, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all good stuff. It's all great stuff. And I feel that again, what, what lands is it felt right. It felt right about this whole experience, you know, and I, it's so beautiful to hear that because that's that's the reoccurring theme for all of us. And I also think that 
you know, having that thought process of, well, we were born this way. We were born to do this, you know, just kind of walking it, talking it out in your mind. And, and I, I really resonated when you said, when you mentioned, I'm going to focus on like plan A first. And plan A was like, how can I handle this myself? You know? And I, what I thought about when you said that is sometimes like in yoga and just kind of like in the mindfulness community and, and in energetics, you know, there's healers and there's people who are, can help you through whatever experience that you're going through. And I remember for, for a long time, I've really just relied on like journaling and like self-reflection and, and really just kind of relying on myself to help process different things that I'm going through. And that if like, I feel that I want to kind of bounce ideas off, off of someone else, like I'll talk to you, or maybe I might like seek out an energy healer or something like that. And I believe those people are there and they have those gifts for a reason. But what I do, what I do try to focus is on is TIFF is plan A, like just focusing on what can I do? You know, God, the universe has given us all these different resources to take care of ourselves. And sometimes it's so easy to like take a pill or to like Amazon Prime something. You know what I mean? Like we're just so used to this instant gratification. And also too, that someone else is going to help us through this, or we need someone else to, to get us on the other side. And it's a lot of times it's practicing the belief in ourselves that you are enough, you know, that that is, that you have everything that you need. It's about looking and reflecting within yourself and really just taking that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that that's something that's really been consistent with me, like through all the years that we've known each other. And even from being a kid, like, I remember, I remember my mom saying like, you know, how did, how did that feel? You know? And when I was a kid, I really didn't understand what that meant. But as an adult, I'm realizing that she helped me tap into like my intuition more Mm -hmm. of, did it feel right to do that? Or, or how did it feel being around those people or working at this job or whatever it was? And, and it's, it's something that throughout my life, like I see, I see myself in my career now and I had no idea that I'd be doing anything remotely close to the work that I'm doing now. And so many people are saying, oh, why don't you be a nurse? Why don't you be a doctor? You're really smart. And me just knowing that that, that wasn't my jam. And, and now being on the other side of that, that I, I train healthcare professionals. You know, I'm not one of them, but I get to train them and I get to be in the operating room with them, which is something that I love doing. And I get to teach yoga with them and just do all these things. I have next Thursday, I'm doing a uh, workshop with the team, with the leadership team on the West Coast. That's amazing. Yeah, but I feel that with the work that that I get to do next week, they sent me an invite like health coaching with Tiffany. And I was like, holy cow, like this is my full time work, you know, and the fact that I get to share all of me with the work that that I'm doing at, at my corporate job and it's something that everyone said connect was never possible and but Tiff you're like a different creature though <laughs> you truly are you are like a very different creature because like anything that you're interested in 
you don't just like tap into it. You go full force and you'll take like a million and 10 courses and like, <laughs> I mean, get yourself a hundred percent educated on it and you just like do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, like you and Beyonce are equivalent to like that meme of like, if Beyonce has X amount of hours in a day to do it, you do too. Like that is <laughs> always been you. Thank you, love. Thank you. And, and I feel like the biggest thing, it's like, you know, it's why can't I be the one to do it? People are saying that you can't do it because they haven't seen anyone do it. So why can't I rewrite that story? I remember even just being in corporate with like my natural hair and, and other girls saying, well, I can't do that because I'm a manager. And I was like, but who says, like, who says you can't do it? And, and even me, like, you know, is this the right space for me? There's no one that looks for me. And I remember thinking like, you could be that one. You can be the one that other girls realize, oh, there's someone that looks like me. Why not? You know? And it, and it really is all about feeling like, does this feel right being here? And the entire time I've been with, um, with this medical device company, it's felt right the entire time. So many have, so many people have mentioned, would you choose your, your, corporate job over yoga or yoga over your corporate job. And I'm like, why can't I do both? Mm -hmm. You know, and <laughs> it's been, they both fulfill you in such different ways. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact that now, you know, given the current state, I feel like the world is shaking and shifting in so many different ways. It's so cool to see that because I'm so well stabilized from my corporate job, how I'm able to pour into all the yoga that I'm doing. And I, I feel like I love it even more now. Mm -hmm. And they're all like donation-based classes to support small businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's still, it, it's all in alignment and it's about rewriting the story and doing what feels right for you. And, and, you know, I feel like just hearing everything that you've mentioned today just reminds me like why I love you so, cause like, we're just wow. so connected. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a journey for sure. And, um, you know, our conversation back in the day is a lot different than our conversation now. And I think it's evolved every year. And I think it just goes with like the experiences that we've gone through. It's gone through, it's been through, you know, meeting different people, being in different relationships, like emotionally, sure. physically, everything. Like it's just, we've been exposed to so many different um, doors, I guess. Exactly. People and, 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 and areas. It's just like, I feel like, well, that cultivated us pretty well. Um, sure. But it's just moving forward, you know, taking it one step at a time and just moving forward. And everything that's gotten you to where you at right now, it's because you just took a step and you took a step in a direction that it aligned with your end goal. Not even, you don't need to know what your, what the end goal is or whatever, because there never is one, but stepping in a direction that always feels well, that feels what you gravitating towards and never just doing it just because. And I always say too, for those who are completely lost and have no, aren't being pulled in any direction, take a step wherever, because it'll just take you at least, even if it's a detour, at least you know not to go down that one anymore. <laughs> you know, like, okay, check that box off. And now if it was a hundred boxes in front of you and you just didn't feel really passionate about anyone, pick one because now you're down to 99, right? And then pick another one and then you're down, but you're doing something and you're not just sitting there trapped in your thoughts, trapped in your space because 
that energy just stays so stagnant that you just need to like move. You need to move. You need to groove. You need to keep stepping forward, whatever direction, because you can't think too much. Is this step right or wrong, right or wrong? And easier said when you're 20 years old and you don't have kids and no one to worry about and cheap rent or what. So different when you're older and you have a family or this, but you know, the sooner you go through it, the sooner you like push past that is like the sooner you'll just figure more things out because you'll know what you don't like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Amen to that. Like, yeah, I can, I I think that for me, that was, that's a, it's a huge thing. And that's like, you know, when I was in California and I was like, Mitch and I were long distance and I needed to like leave my job at SoulCycle to like go to Arizona. I was like, well, I don't have a job. I don't want to go. I don't, I got to like find a job first. Like, you know, it, it, a lot of decisions that we make revolve around finances, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, if that wasn't a case, like we ha- you'd have less to lose and you're just like, go, go for it, right? Yeah. And I like went back and forth so much and I knew I was in a place of just being really stagnant and comfortable and um, not being challenged enough. And strangely, as like much as I like me and my mom like disagree about so many different things, like it wasn't until my conversation with her where she was like, well, what are you worried about? And what's the worst that can happen? Because you can, one, always move back to California. Two, you literally, after college, just left me and went to <laughs> California with nothing. And you figured it out. Why don't you think you would figure it out this time? And For like, sure. I think a week later is when I quit my job. And like, just Uh-oh. like, did the jump and did the leap. And fuck yeah, it was scary. And I've cried in Mitch's arms a lot. And I was really <laughs> stressed. And, you know, moving there was, was it felt the decision definitely felt right and when I got here it got scary um especially not knowing what that next step was and you know I even like detoured on like a beauty thing you know when I was like microbating microbating for a bit and it felt it felt right and it felt so cool and mm-hmm. I also learned so much of like even what I do now um because I felt like it was like me starting my own little business yeah um, and it just like although it was so different and something so extreme from what I've ever done, <laughs> you know, it, there was so much that I learned of that. And more so than anything, it like gave me so much confidence because it was something that was so um, far removed from my world. And I, I, I don't even, I don't even write well. Like my penmanship is like of a seven-year-old. So to <laughs> think about microblading and to think about actually like pretty much doing semi-permanent like tattoo on like someone's eyebrows. <laughs> I was so freaking proud of myself for like getting to a place of like actually feeling damn good. Like I studied my ass off. I like took a course. I would come home. I would like practice every single day and just seeing that progression. Just yeah. thinking, if I can do that because I can't even write. I can't even like, what am I thinking? Like every day I'm just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And not having a confidence to like go through like that step in that direction just took me a step more into like, all right, this is really, let's narrow it down. Like it brought me back and I'm here and I'm here and I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I was where I was supposed to be in that season of my life. And although it wasn't, you know, the end thing, like it taught me so much and it taught me confidence and I like stuck through it and yeah. Yeah. Just, just step, just move, you know? That's right. That's right. And I, what you reminded me talking about finance being a big part of all of our decisions um, I thought about that chat that you had with Brittany around, I believe the question was, if finance wasn't an issue, how would you be living your life differently? 
And I would love for you to share with everybody like your response to that question because I thought that was so dope. I love that question, number one, and two, even more so love your response to it. If I, I would be doing, I'm pretty sure this is what I said. Um, I'd pretty much be doing what I'm doing now. It wouldn't be too far from that. I mean, I, I, I know that I would, you know, do the whole, I'll do the typical response of like, I travel more, you know, yeah. do more charitable work. And, um, but 100%, I would, I would still be teaching. I would still be coaching. I'd still be inspiring in some kind of way. Um, I would do, I, if I could just put on an event every single freaking week and just like have it being donation based where it goes to like a cause that calls that fuels my fire that week, like how awesome would that be? Mm -hmm. Um, and I just think overall teaching to a room of people that you're touching in so many different ways, like not everyone tells you how much you inspire them, right? No one tells you, not every single person is going to go up to you and be like, you changed my life or what? But like the fact that you're, adding a dose of positivity of life of energy into someone's life like is huge and you just have to believe that it's working the way it's supposed to and you're exactly. and I feel really good about that now for me it's just like how can I reach how can I reach more people how can I reach more people how can I like bring this to another level how can I like bring others along like collaborate I'm all about collaborating I'm all about working with other people I'm all about just like let's do it all together because I work better with people I don't like <laughs> I am not like yeah let's just like do me 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 like I'm all about the team I'm all about the group and it's just like let's let's get it let's get it together and so so yeah if I had all the money in the world like yeah maybe I'll like get a different car and like build some like little things and travel more and bring my family out here more and different things but for the most part I think my day-to-day -day and my purpose is I'm, I'm living in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's a reality that we're all really coming face to face with now that we're home more, you know, like you have like this self-assessment of how, how we're living, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. Like I've had the self-assessment of like how I'm living my life and how much time I've spent like doing things and going to events, which I, I love. And those are still things that I would still continue to do but also taking a step back and spending more time at home mm -hmm. is something that that I would do but yeah I, I totally I, I love that question and it really made me think too I, I would want to do the same thing like I, I truly enjoy teaching and being a student and getting to learn from others I honestly don't feel that I would be living life differently and that's one thing I feel like it's we all have so many different superpowers. And I think one of yours of many, many, many superpowers is reminding people of like being a student more than anything, because you are always, you are a leader, you are a coach, you are a light. Like that is you, that is like the role that you play, but you are always a student in at least a fraction of your day, at least a quarter of your day, <laughs> a student in something. And I don't know if it's, your flower shop or you, your massaging school or the life coaching classes, like everything that you do is always to excel, to learn more, to like become more educated in. And you are such always a great reminder of that because it always reminds me um, of just like being a student. Cause for me, when I feel um, 
not as inspired, you know, especially when you teach so many classes, like there's times. And I mean, like maybe every other week where I'm just like, eh, yeah, I feel like I'm saying the same thing. I feel like I'm playing the same music. Like you just kind of get into autopilot and you get into your routine. And it's like, and I tell the instructors that I coach the same thing. I'm like, go take another class, go take another. I know I need to jump into another class, go take another class. Like it reminds you why you're doing what you're doing when someone breathes that energy into you. Yeah. Um, and it's like a good reminder of just like, go. Cause I, there's nothing that inspires me more than when I take another class and when I'm with someone with an instructor that I look up to and I'm just like, oh, or yeah. a coach or anything, anything it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be like in any realm, you know, just being around the people that inspire you. Like, you're just like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I want, I want, I want, I want to make people feel like that person just made me, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. You can be like better vested in our why. That's so true. Is there anything that you want to leave people with? Like, just like from this podcast, whether it's about life, whether it's about whatever, like whatever comes top of mind for you, like, what do you want to leave the audience with? The first thing I would say that comes to mind is just like, stop fucking worrying about anybody else, but your damn (laughs) self. Like, seriously, I I am serious. If you want... To be a clown, be a fucking clown. If you <laughs> want to wear certain clothes, wear certain clothes. If you want to post that really dumb caption on Instagram, post that really dumb caption <laughs> on Instagram because it's coming from you. Own your fucking truth. Own your journey. And yeah. I think that, like everything we do, if there's a person that pops into your head of like, shit, are they gonna, are they gonna make fun? Are they gonna talk? Whatever, like you shut that voice down and you continue to like do what you do. Like the only way you will live your best life if you are being your best, truest, most authentic, genuine self. So just like be proud of your journey. And the light might be a little brighter this season. Next week, it might be a little darker or what. And it's like a part of the process, but like be you and do what feels right and do what you want. Because the, and especially now we need to be reminded of this so much because of social media, it's such a great tool. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's connect with people I would have never connected with. It's taught me a lot that I wouldn't, just because it's, connect, again, connected me with people like way smarter, way, you know, <laughs> in so many different ways. And it's just like, you kind of get inspired by a lot of these posts, but at the same time, like the scrolling and the reading and the seeing the pictures, it's like, it's not making you feel good, boo. Let it go. And Amen. We're, we're not supposed to be them. We're not at Curl Crush. We're not at Priscilla Press. <laughs> we're not at, you know, Beyonce. You at you. At you. Like yeah. you are you. And like, what does that look like? You know, you don't have to have the biggest personality and you don't have to have this like crazy talent. You just need to be you and own it and yeah. know that your people will follow. The Amen. people that you're supposed to be around you are going to be around you if you are just so truly authentically you. Don't laugh at the jokes that aren't funny. Yeah. Don't like, don't agree with something that you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. And you know that, you feel that in conversations when you talk to people and you're like, this person's just like giving me what I want to hear. Like, yeah. don't, do don't do that. You don't agree, give them a nice little smile and that little fake little nod, but don't go with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was a perfect aggressive, but I really felt passionate about that guys. Okay. (laughs) That's my, that's my, that's my thing. That's what I'm gonna leave everyone with. 
Yeah, freaking dropping the mic on that one. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much, love. This was so bomb. And like, I love you so much, Pris. I love you too. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. And this is like, what's funny is um, these are the things that Tiff and I talk about anyways. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Very natural. I mean, you know, definitely more like question, answer, question, answer. But like, this is, these are topics that Tiff and I talk about all the time. So um, I appreciate you and I appreciate, like, I've also learned so much and always so damn inspired by you of just doing a million things and doing it well and, and just, palante, 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 palante. So <laughs> thanks baby girl. Hey, and if you want to follow me throughout my LA adventures, check me out at curl crush yoga on Instagram. This podcast is brought to you by bold and resolute. Visit us at boldandresolute.com to see what we're up to. Be bold enough to tell the truth of what you want in life and resolute to see it through regardless of circumstances.